When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, everybody. We've got a lot of good news for you. This isn't going to be like these Believe in Florida Gator episodes of the past couple of weeks where we've spent maybe, let's call it 90% of the time, just talking about visits and top fours and the occasional commit. No, the Florida Gators pulled in their quarterback as well as a top target and running back uh, into their 2023 recruiting class on Thursday in Marcus Stokes and Trayon Webb out of the 904 committing to UF. What's going on, everybody? This is Zach Goodall. I'm your host of the Believe in Florida Gators podcast. I'm joined by Demetrius Harvey, my co-host, uh, for what really is an emergency recording. Uh, I'm up in Jacksonville, oddly enough helping my family move and I'm recording over my phone and we're using a bunch of different tech, but it doesn't matter. We've got quality content for you. It might not sound exactly the same, but regardless, Florida's got some recruiting momentum going and we're excited to bring it to you guys today. With that, Demetrius, go ahead, say what's up to the people. I hope you're as excited as I am to be recording this at eight in the morning. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm very excited. As you guys can tell by my voice, I'm, you know, perfectly primed and ready to do a podcast. Um, sorry if I do sound a little weird. Uh, I'm, you know, I have allergies and waking up in the morning is very difficult <laughs> with those. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. And uh, just, it, it seems like another day where at least now we have some momentum. We have something to talk about. Um, I think it's a good time to record. It certainly is. Uh, again, Florida landed two of its biggest commitments on Thursday. And we've talked about it somewhat recently that they've started to build some momentum defensively. Uh, but we were looking forward to what they were going to do on the offensive side of the ball, especially after missing on quarterback Jaden Rashada. And it seems as though they found their answer with Nice quarterback uh, out of Ponte Vedra, Florida, my high school rival, funny enough, because Chris Howard played with him in high school. He went to Ponte Vedra and Nice was our, uh, our biggest rival, and we beat them every year I was there. But anyway, I don't need to brag. Uh, Marcus Stokes is the quarterback that broke the 10-year Battle of the Bridge skid for Nice against Pontevedra. He's very talented, and he's uh, he's a Gator now. He's a guy that we've pegged as an option for some time. We're looking forward to talking about him as well as Treyon Webb, uh, who's been a priority for a target for several years now, committed to a couple of other schools along the way. But ended up being a Gator committing right around when Stokes did. They've got a relationship, and we're um, we're looking forward to breaking it all down. But first, a word from our sponsors via Demetrius Harvey. 
yeah, this episode of the Believe in Florida Gators podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. And remember to gamble responsibly, please. Yeah, definitely do it. Um, now, that being said, I think if you guys have listened to this show and read our work over at All Gators, it, it, it may have been a smart bet <laughs> to bet on Marcus Stokes becoming a Gator. Uh, again, following the Elite 11, things were kind of unclear where Florida was going from here. No one really seemed to have an answer out there, but it was a, it was a trending topic. Everyone wanted to talk about it after Florida missed our Machada. Um, but he was – Stokes, I should say, was one of the quarterbacks I included as options um, after the Elite 11 of contestants that were there. And he was certainly one of the more realistic ones. You know, he's a guy basically from Florida's backyard up in um, St. John's County, Jacksonville area. Well, they've had a lot of success very recently. This new staff has been pulling in some um, kids and making their way with a lot of kids out of the 904. And Stokes, he emerged as a bit of a late bloomer, just starting his first season um, as a junior at Nice. Um, But he quickly made a name for himself on the camp circuit with a big arm, and it led to a commitment to Penn State back in April. We kind of always got the feeling that if Florida did come calling with an offer that there would be some interest there you know he goes to the same school Tim Tebow played at grew up watching Florida uh, around here it it just all made sense and and what do you know according to this interview actually he did with 1010XL Demetrius sent me he must have gotten the offer around when I was with him at Elite 11 and he kept that thing under wraps he sold me on the idea that Florida had not come calling or talking to him yet um but he did a good job. He and Trey on planning this whole thing out. It ended up being the day that Florida fans needed Demetrius. Am I right? Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, the, the, the funny thing is like when you talk to him at elite 11, I'm pretty sure you said that you didn't even bring up Florida, you know, he just sort of unprovoked and said, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm committed to Penn state. Uh, there's, you know, I know people are talking about Florida on, on Twitter and it's funny, but you know, Hey, I'm still, I'm still going to be with the Nittany Lions. And, you know, I mean, that's something that you would expect somebody to say. Um, you don't expect them to come out and be like, yeah, I don't know. You know, when they're committed to a program, it's just, that's just not realistic. Um, but now looking back on it, that was sort of just him saying, in my opinion, like, like, Hey, I'm committed to the Nittany Lions. I know people are talking about Florida, but I mean, it, it just hasn't happened. It hasn't happened yet. He said on the podcast or the uh, the radio show yesterday, basically, that there was only one offer uh, that could ever get him to decommit from Penn State, and it was to go to the Florida Gators. And, you know, it's just um, – it's crazy. Like like you said, he's a very talented player. Um, he had 26 passing touchdowns last year. He had um, over 400 rushing yards, almost 500. He, he you know, he, had, he added six more touchdowns on the ground. I mean, the kid is – is a, a true sort of dual threat quarterback. I know that we're going away from the labels and that sort of thing, um, but he really is. He's, he's a talented guy who can, you know, throw the ball on the run. 
Um, seems like a really fun kid to uh, to get to know. I haven't gotten to know him personally, but uh, just in terms of watching his interviews and listening to him on the radio yesterday, you can tell he has a lot of confidence. Um, and, and that's what you want from a quarterback. You want a guy to be able to come in and sort of command the huddle, um, demand respect out of you know, not only his teammates, but the opposing defenses and all that. So um, I, I think it's a really good get for them. And, and, and like you said, Zach, we – um, I don't want to keep tuning our, our own horn here, but, you know, I, I think we heard even like maybe a month ago or more, uh, the time sort of all flushes, you know, meshes together that if Stokes gets an offer from Florida, he's going to decommit from Penn State and he's going to commit to Florida. That's exactly what happened. Um, so it, it, it just it just all sort of works out in, in a funny way where Jaden Rashada news happens. Everybody is sort of down on the Gators. Everybody is sort of upset because that was the quarterback. That was the perceived only quarterback that uh, almost, it seemed like almost anybody wanted at that point. And uh, Stokes wasn't necessarily available. And then all of a sudden he was, you know, it seemed like he got that offer right after or a little bit after that seven on seven camp or whatever that, that, that camp was down in Gainesville. And then, you know, it sort of took off from there. Yeah, and we certainly got hints along the way. Um, the fact that he was, I think, the third or fourth quarterback they hosted back in the spring when they started bringing guys in. It was um, they had Dante Moore, then I think Christopher Vizina, and then I think it was Stokes. And then yeah. there was maybe one or two other guys. I know one of them was Dylan Lonergan. And then they went all in on Rashada. So it was kind of clear because all of them had offers except for Stokes that he was in that backup plan. We want to get to know the in-state guy tier. And then I believe I shared this on the pod. I know I've reported it um, in before he committed and then since he committed that right after that seven-on-seven camp, I, I, from team sources, I knew the staff was impressed by what he did out there on Florida's practice fields. And I saw it too. I mean, I, I thought that because I've seen him a few times now. I first saw him at the All-American Combine back in January, uh, and he stood out to me as well as Brock Glenn, another quarterback in this class, among the like 600 people there. Those were two guys that I met with because I was impressed with them. I saw Stokes again in Miami for the Under Armour camp in February. Um, I feel like I saw him one more time in between then. It's something small. And then – I caught him at the, uh, the Swamp Shootout before going to Elite 11. And, and I will say, because you're right you in your assessment, he is a dual threat. He can run around and make plays with his legs. But the, the biggest thing with that is that he runs an RPO offense at Nice. It is pretty rhythmic. However, he can get out of structure very quickly and play, free, play freely. Once he doesn't have a first or second read, they're cool with him just running around and chucking it and doing whatever. And that's where you see the mobility come into play because he can avoid pressure really well. He can make throws off platform. He can throw on the run and he's got a huge arm to pair with it. You know, he's still learning how to control it, how to put touch on passes with the right amount of velocity, but the dude can just rip it. And I mean, they're on these pro throws that we talk about to the outside. They're obviously these deep shots, you know, whether they're up the seam outside the numbers on a post, um, but he can do it with weird, uh, you know, different throwing angles to different levels of the field with the velocity you look for in a quarterback. Now, the biggest thing we've looked for along the way in these three, four times that I've seen it, four times that I've seen him at least, uh, was improved mechanics, you know, especially his footwork. Because he plays so freely, he doesn't have a great pocket presence. 
just footwork, three-step, five-step drops, stepping up into the pocket rather than just bailing to go make a play needs to improve. And I'll give him this much credit. You know, he's not playing with 11 defenders on the field and he's not in pads, but I think I've seen improved footwork along the way. You know, it was pretty evident at that camp, uh, the seven-on-seven swamp shootout where Florida was impressed that he had made some substantial progress, at least with his three steps and five steps. They did a lot of work out of the gun in seven-on-seven. That kind of just is how it works. But you get to see those three steps, especially, and the one steps on RPOs, and they looked better. He was throwing a lot of great accuracy as a result. His his motion was pretty fine-tuned. It, it looked like he was an offerable quarterback that day, so it all kind of adds up. Now, I could talk about Elite 11 in a second. Uh, um, Demetrius, you can feel free to add a bit before I get to that. Sure. Um, the mechanics kind of fall fell off there a bit, but otherwise, like substantially throughout the offseason, it was on an upwards trajectory. Yeah, and and and, and you're going to get into it, but he did talk about Elite Eleven uh, yesterday on on 1010 XL, and he was talking about how he he wishes that he had a little bit more time to perform there. Um, he he didn't in, in terms of preparation for for getting there he, he didn't really have as much time I guess as he would have liked to to prep and sort of get ready so that would sort of explain some of those mechanic issues that that you were talking about but 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 yeah I mean the 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 dual threat nature I mean that's sort of the the mode of a quarterback that everybody's going after nowadays the the, the reason why you know I'm saying how the the, the lines about dual threat and pocket and, and all that sort of have uh, disappeared is because you know that's it, you sort of have to be at least a little mobile uh, in order to play it seems like nowadays especially in college football but you're right that that sort of RPO offense you know that's exactly what is going to fit very well in, in Billy Napier's scheme so it's a scheme fit in, in, in that regard it's, it's it seems like at least from what we've seen um, this is the type of quarterback that the Gators like Obviously, Anthony Richardson is sort of, you know, the extreme example of that, and he's going to be a fantastic player. And, you know, the, the funny thing is uh, Stokes and, and Anthony already know each other. So, so you know, they, they already have that connection because they worked down in, in six points with uh, Denny Thompson, the quarterback coach down here in Jacksonville. Um, I talked to Denny, you know, a couple years back about Anthony, and, and he gave me some, some great stuff on him. And um, he, you know, is extremely excited about, um, Stokes, you know, obviously, you know, moving forward, going into Gainesville as well. So, you know, it's sort of a, a, a perfect fit in that regard. Um, just, you know, you, you think about the history, obviously, uh, a, a nice quarterback coming to Gainesville. Um, I'm sure everybody knows who I'm talking about, Tim Tebow. It, it, it's, it's not to say that uh, this guy is going to be Tim Tebow, obviously, but it's just funny how it sort of works in that, you know, ushering in a new era of Gator football, the first quarterback, um, well, technically the second quarterback, but the first, you know, full cycle quarterback that the staff has put their, you know, chips in on is another nice quarterback. And then, you know, that, that just sort of all makes it come together and, and it makes him uh, even that more special for this young man. But yeah, no, I, I think it's great on, on what they did. I think that they needed to pivot and they pivoted quickly. It seemed like it didn't take too long before they said, you know what, all right, we dropped, we're not getting, um, Rashada, I think that that's a quarterback that a lot of teams would have loved to get. Um, but Marcus Stokes is, is another guy who, while he might not be as highly touted as Rashada, um, he still is a very capable, you know, person, quarterback, and, and he's going to be able to come in and sort of 
um, you know, at least ignite that flame within the quarterback room uh, for the Gators in, in 2023. Yeah, you made the, I guess, comparison between AR and Stokes about the type of quarterback they're looking for. And you're right, he is definitely a scheme fit. And obviously they're not going to be the exact same quarterback. I don't think Stokes yeah. is uh, – you, you made the, the point that he's the extreme side. But Rashada was also similar. You know, huge arm type of guy, mobile, doesn't go, have an offense that's filled with complicated reads. It's a lot of half field, and it's a lot of deep shots and a lot of RPOs. I mean, that's what Stokes does at Nice. Um, a lot less complicated than I think even Rashada does at his high school. And then both of them being a bit less complicated than what they do at Florida. But generally speaking, it doesn't look like the complicated type of offense that Dan Mullen ran um, during his time in Gainesville. Um, anyway, yeah, back to Elite 11. Um, his first day, he came out looking pretty good. It was the stationary camp. Um, they moved around in these circuits, and they got to show off really the two biggest strengths of Stokes' game, arm strength when it comes to the rail shot competition, which I know fans are aware of. Um, it's like that outside go route versus cover two, and you got to drop it in a perfect spot with perfect velocity placement. It can't just be like a Hail Mary you throw up and hope someone comes down with. Uh, And Stokes looked good there. He looked good in the mobility drills where he was getting tested in the red zone. (coughs) Excuse me. Throwing on the run and throws of that nature. But the next two days were a bit different. Um, Again, mechanics were truly tested. It was, they were, you know, fast paced events, the pro day circuit with 20 pro throws where you got to get done in like two minutes and every throw is a few seconds you get tired real quick. You have to hit some hard stuff with different mechanics, and he's just not fully trained there. It was the same deal with the accuracy gauntlet the next day because those are a lot of tough throws, and it gets very tiring very quickly and is very mechanic-dependent. Uh, but I wouldn't freak out. You know, This is just not the type of event that he's ready to go out and win at this point in his career because of the technical aspect. But even when he was you know, not playing his best ball out there, I saw it, our fellow South saw it at SI, Uh, The camp evaluators saw it, that the arm talent kind of seeped through, the mobility seeped through. The reason schools like Florida, like Penn State, and I'm sure other offers are going to come his way that we may never hear about at this point just because he's going to play well as a senior. There's a reason that they're coming, even without great finishes at an event like the Elite 11. It's because he's got the talent that, like you said, Demetrius, coaches want to get their hands on. They want to develop in this day and age um, in college football. Unless we've got other notes, really, we can talk about the guy that's going to be paired with him in the backfield um, yeah. in future Florida Gators offenses. Uh, another 904 guy, Trey, uh, Trayon Webb out of Trinity Christian. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it was just, it was so funny how, how it all worked. I was texting with Zach, you know, when, uh, actually when Stokes committed, so he, he committed on 1010XL Live. And my friend actually had DM'd me, they were like, who are they getting on? I'm like, oh, it must be, you know, the the new voice of the Gators. Um, we didn't get a chance to um, to talk to him. Sorry about that. There was something that popped up on my screen, so I sort of lost track. But anyway, he 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 committed live on the spot. You know, I just tuned in, and all of a sudden he he was talking, and he was like, yeah, I'm decommitting from Florida, and then or from uh from from Penn state and, and I'm committing to Florida. So I immediately called Zach. I was like, yo, he's committing. We got to get these stories up. We already had them all prepped and then just, just ready to blast out there. And I swear like maybe 30 minutes later, 
all of a sudden Trey on Webb, um, he does the same thing. And these two guys obviously have planned it before. They already have a, a, a relationship. They went on their, I believe it was their official visit, if not unofficial visit to Penn State together. Um, you know, they, they, they were obviously excited about being able to commit on the same day. Um, so when that happened, you know, it's just another, you know, impressive piece added to the Florida Gators uh, offensive backfield going into 2023. Um, this kid is, is you know, a, a bigger guy. He's um, he's grown up since, you know, the past few years. Um, all of a sudden, you know, he had 11 touchdowns last year or 12 touchdowns last year. And by last year, I mean 2020, 2021, and then 2021, 2022. He had 11 touchdowns. So, I mean, the, the, the guy, you know, can can get to the end zone. He's a he's a hard runner. Um, I think that he's somebody that they're going to be excited about. Certainly. And he's um, he's I mean, he's a massive get for optics with this class as well. Um, this is obviously preferential. I personally don't view running backs as the biggest need of a recruit although I will say I think Florida has needed to knock or nail down running back recruiting for some time it goes back to the Dan Mullen era but that was more because they literally couldn't get anyone um anyway that point aside uh because you know my biggest thing is I'd want to add pass catchers a lot of them really talented athletic ones for Stokes but to add a guy that he's comfortable with from the Jacksonville area in Webb uh, who is proven, you know, at a very tough school, Trinity um, Christian mm-hmm. faces a tough schedule in and out and goes on state championship runs all the time. And Webb's been a big part since he was in eighth grade. He was getting varsity snaps. I mean, he rec- uh, appeared on the recruiting scene in 2018. He has been committed to Georgia and Oklahoma throughout his high school career. So a longtime national recruit, still very highly rated. Uh, he's dealt with some injuries. Um yeah including his junior year, but then he came back and scored like 10 touchdowns in four games once he was healthy at the end of the year. So obviously a very talented addition to this offense. Now you go from here, you keep building around it um, with Stokes and Webb and some of the pass catchers and the offensive linemen they have in this class. Hopefully you would think that this will lead to a lot of momentum for them. Absolutely. I mean, this, this is sort of what they needed to do. They needed to go out and get their guy at quarterback especially when you talk about recruiting, you think of guys who can sort of bring in other players. And a lot of that time, it's the quarterback position that actually enables them to do that. We're already seeing Stokes going out there recruiting. Um, You know, you've got a couple commits that are potentially going to come out of this um, at the wide receiver position. So just look, look forward to that. But back on Webb, you know, this is a guy who, you know, obviously is from the Jacksonville area right here. And then obviously it's only an hour and a half about to Gainesville, a uh, local product. That, that's sort of what you want to bring in. Um, we, we, we've harped on this. I think that being able to control the state of Florida, um, especially um, north of Gainesville, west of Gainesville, you know, just in, in the surrounding 200-mile uh, sort of radius is, is incredibly important. It seems like that's exactly where the Gators are targeting right now. I think that uh, Billy Napier so far has done a great job at that. Um, you know, obviously time will tell how the rest of the uh, recruiting class shakes out. But, yeah, Webb is – he should be a pretty good addition. Um, he's coming in in 2023, and he's going to be able to reunite with his former uh, teammate at Trinity Christian, Austin Barber, the, the redshirt freshman offensive lineman at Florida. So, um, it just sort of all worked Marcus out Burke perfectly. Too. 
Marcus, Marcus Burke, Burke, yeah, the receiver. Marcus, Marcus Burke as well. You know, so so that's sort of a a pipeline. And I think that uh, Florida, if if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think Marcus Burke might have been one of the first ones from Trinity Christian in a while. Um, so now you're getting a, a couple more guys, maybe Barber as well, but but you're getting a, a, a couple more guys in there uh, from this pipeline that you know is an impressive school. So. Um, yeah, all in all, great additions. I think at least, you know, once you can sort of build on this, that's sort of what you're going to um, be able to you know, take from it. Certainly. It's going to be fun to watch. And it's worth noting that because Webb is a national recruit as well, he's got a lot of recruiting ties. You know, not only is Stokes in here, good point. Like he is – the reason they went and did this now is to get someone in here to recruit guys, and a quarterback does that better than anyone else. But Webb's going to be able to help. And we'll start seeing the results soon, ideally. Uh, Eugene Wilson, the third receiver, is committing between Florida and Texas A&M in the hours after we publish this podcast. So we will be back to discuss the end of that recruitment soon enough. Uh, offensive tackle Lucas Simmons uh, out of Clearwater International Academy is committing on July 11th, and Florida's in the final four. Stokes certainly wants him, made that clear as soon as he got on Twitter after committing uh, so it'll be interesting to see the domino effect. That's for sure. Um, I think that about does it for our emergency episode of the Believe in Florida Gators podcast. Demetrius, uh, thank you for joining me today. It was fun to get on here and, and talk ball as soon as we rolled out of bed. Absolutely. It really got my uh, my brainwaves flowing, so I'm excited for the rest of the day. I am too. Um, we will be back soon to bring you guys hopefully a lot more Florida Gators recruiting good news. Um, check out our sponsors over at Ben Online and use our promo code Believe for that fifty percent uh, welcome bonus. And um, and yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.